Hi there and welcome. Thank you for joining our podcast from Rock Ministries Kabecha. Our prayer as a ministry is that this podcast would touch you in a way that will change your life for the better. If you want to get in touch with us or get to know us a little better, follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Enjoy and be blessed. Word of the Lord is in Genesis chapter 26 verse 9. We shall be reading from there. I want to say this. Ten days after the Daniel fast that these chaps did. The first one that they did in chapter 1 of the book of, of Daniel. They asked the guy who was looking after them. To check us, they said, they said, check us after 10 days. And see how we look. The Bible says, lo and behold, after 10 days, Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, after the 10 days of their Daniel fast, they looked much better than all the other chaps who were enjoying the king's delicacies. They were looking much better. I am certain that as we break our fast, all of us, in one way or another, you are looking better you are feeling better you are doing things better my plea and my prayer is that may the Lord help us all to stay better stay better look to your neighbor say make sure you stay better stay better stay better don't, don't go back stay better amen Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. I'm looking forward to change lifestyles, change dispositions, transformed energy levels, better sleeping patterns, waking up better, being more diligent, able to do much more now, better thinking, sharper in your reasoning, quick to understand, because we are being made better. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Come look at us if we stay better. This time next year, things will be so much better for us. Praise the name of the Lord God Hallelujah. Almighty. I'm excited about this message that I'm bringing today. I'm continuing from where I left off two weeks ago. Last week, I took a detour and we spoke about the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is the power that we are given by God to do much more. So in the power of the Holy Spirit empower 
empowered by the Holy Spirit, we will be able to achieve whatever we set our sights on. Remember, it will not be by your own intelligence. It will not be by your home reputation, by your own privilege and circumstances. No. If we are to get to the exceptional level where we are on the cutting edge of things, where we are doing better than ever, it will not be by our own personal might, but it will be by the power of the Spirit of the living God. Because the Holy Spirit energizes us. He is the telescope and the microscope that God gives us so that we are able to have foresight and insight at the same time so that we are able to be extensive and wide in our thinking. But at the same time, we are able to be empathetic and sympathetic. He becomes the telescope to see far ahead. He gives us eagle's eyes. The Holy Spirit also gives us microspecific eyes so that we are able to have those x-ray eyes so that we are able to be discerning and be able to understand the minute details of life. The Holy Spirit helps us to be purposeful and at the same time precise. He helps us to be deliberate and he also helps us to be detailed. That is why I say we cannot go on seeking to do more leaving the Holy Spirit behind. Every day you wake up, say this prayer. Holy Spirit, here I go again. On this day, may you give me the power, give me the ability, give me the unction to function. Give me the power to do. And give me the creativity. And give me the wisdom. So that I'm a perfectionist in what I'm doing. So that I'm perfect in whatever I'm doing. The Holy Spirit has been given by God. He's able to do that with us. Can we please pray for Jesus? He has not left us alone. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. Oh, I'm already fired up today. Praise the name of Jesus. Genesis chapter 26 verse 9. It reads as follows. I'm reading from the English version. And I would ask uh sister Lucian as Fund and Stosin. So Fundanju verse 9 it says, So Abimelech summoned Isaac and said, She is really your wife. Why did you say she is my sister? Isaac answered him and said, 
Because I thought I might lose my life on account of her. I read from the Amplified Version. Then Abimelech called Isaac and said, See here, Rebekah is in fact your wife. How do you dare to say to me, She is my sister? And Isaac said to him, Because I thought I might be killed because of her desirability. Please read in the Kosa version. Uapimeleki wambiza wi isake wati. Yabona inene gumka kolo. Ungatini na ukuti ngutate wetu. Watu wi isake kuye. Bendi siti sezendife ngenayake. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's also go to verse Genesis chapter 20, verse 1. We'll read verse 1 up to verse 3. Going to tie these two scriptures together. Verse 1 reads as follows. Now Abraham moved on from there into the region of Negev and lived between Kadesh and Shu. For a while he stayed in Gerar. And there Abraham said to his wife Sarah, She is my sister. Then Abimelech king of Gerar sent for Sarah and took her. But God came to Abimelech in a dream one night and said to him, You are as good as dead because of the woman you have taken. She is a married woman. Now Abimelech had not gone near her, and so he said, Lord, will you destroy an innocent nation? Did you not say to me, she is my sister? And did she also not say, he is my brother? I have done this with a clear conscience and clean hands. Then God said to him in a dream, Yes, I know you did this with a clear conscience, so I have kept you from sinning against me. That is why I did not let you touch her. Now return to this man's wife, for he is a, to this man return the man's wife, for he is a prophet, and he will pray for you and you will live. But if you do not return her, you may be sure that you and all who belong to you will die. Early the next morning, Abimelech summoned all his officials. And when he had told them all that had happened, they were much afraid. Then Abimelech called Abraham and said, What have you done to us? How have I wronged you that you have brought such great guilt upon me and my kingdom? You have done things to me that should never be done. And Abimelech asked Abraham, What was the reason for doing this? Abraham replied, I said to myself, there is surely no fear of God in this place. They will kill me because of my wife. This is the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. The question is asked by Abimelech to Isaac in chapter 26. Why have you done this? Why have you told me this lie? And Isaac answers him and says, I was afraid that you would kill me for her. That is why I lied. 
and did not speak the truth. Why have you done this to me? Why have you lied to me, Isaac? Why have you spoken this lie? Isaac answers, if I put it in my own words, as Isaac told the reason, I would say, Isaac was actually saying, I lied to you, sir. King Abimelech. Because it runs in my family. It runs in my family. That is why I lied to you. In my family, when we are cornered like this, when we are in a fix like this, we will falsify truth just to get out of the predicament. It runs in my family. I don't know why I did it, but it runs in my family. Today, I want to speak to us on this topic. It runs in my family. Praise the name of Jesus. Say amen if you are still with me. Amen. It runs in my family. I am certain that somewhere you have come across this statement where someone would say or where it would be said about a person that it runs in their family. In other words, when people say that or when this statement is uttered it simply means that what this person has done or the actions of this individual they are characteristic with members of their family. In other words, that this they are doing, the way they are acting occasionally occurs in members of their family even in different generations. It may be a good thing it may be a bad thing. But whenever there is something, whenever there is a characteristic or a way of doing things about an individual or by an individual, and when you look at that which they are doing and begin to trace backwards, you can see it in their uncle. You you can see it in their brother. You can see it in a sister. You can trace it to someone back. Perhaps to their even their great grandfather. It is then that it would be said. This thing runs in the family. In other words, it is in their bloodline. It may be intelligence. It may be ambition. It may be a sickness. Could be a vocation. It, it could be divorce. 
Whatever it is. For an example in my family. One of the things that run in my family. It is educators. There are many many educators in my bloodline. My, my mother was, is an educator. My sister is an educator. My two brothers were educators. My elder brother was a school principal before he passed away. My other second, the second born that I come before was also an educator. Prolific English teachers. My father's brothers were educators. School inspectors. The other day I tried to count them. I stopped at number 63. Counting people that were in the education field in my family. I am an educator myself. It runs in the family. So there are certain things within other people could be business. Find that the mother was a business person. All be it at a low scale. But it doesn't matter even if they were employed full time but they would sell things they were business people and you find that it runs in the blood with, with other people it's preachers praise the name of Jesus my grandmother Umakadebe was a preacher. She is known in our village Bolot. As the one who brought the gospel. A, a, a village that is full of primitive people. Up, who were not so well educated but there was a woman out there who met the gospel through the Methodist church and she, she brought it in my family she prayed with us her favorite line as she would pray as she ends her prayers her long prayers she would say my God, may you reach where I, can, where I cannot reach. She was a prayer woman. And out of her, her bloodline, to date, there are three preachers. My brother, who is a, a, a reverend in the, in the Methodist Church, stays in East London. My other brother, who pastors a church in Dwodrech, and myself here. Of course, now we have begun another genealogy of preachers. And as I stand here, there will be preachers in my bloodline. They will multiply into generations. It will run in the family. I declare it. So there is this truth. That will be said whenever there are certain characteristics about an individual that are a, a characteristic 
of their bloodline. And say, this is what happens at their home. Hallelujah. Today, that is where I want to hit the things of your genealogy. Hallelujah. The devil comes in homes and he nails down the nails and he nails down and build things that are going to stay for the coming generations. And when the children of that home speak, they don't go beyond the age of 40. The men especially don't go beyond the age of 40. Whoever, wherever he is, wherever he is, when he reaches the age of 40, that's the end of his life. That's the thing of his genealogy. And they even accept it. And say, this sickness is of our home. What are they doing by doing this? By embracing but tata the strongholds of the hell but tata the things that the devil has, has nailed on I come with a message from heaven to say whatever stronghold that runs in your bloodline today we demolish it in the name of Jesus today we will put a stop to it in the name of Jesus Oh, I'm armed and dangerous today with the yoke destroying with the burden removing power of God your children will not go down the line you were your children's children will not experience what you experience as of today we are breaking them we are breaking all of them in the mighty name of Jesus those things that make you go crazy Ex-boyfriend, yeah. That were done by your ex-boyfriend. Wow, thing was I chat. That you thought is going to marry was you. Was our now now basange naka enche. And you thought I can never go when he's like this. But when you look at them, usbone apagu boyfriend. You see them in your son. That's where we are hitting today. Sisoko pulaso. We are breaking those things today. The things that make you go crazy. That you may even hit them. But when you are hitting him, you are not hitting him. You are hitting the things that chase you out of the marriage. Oh, but your ex-husband is in your son. Today, we are here to deal with the issues that run in the family. Come on, say amen if you are with me this morning. Here is a man by the name of Isaac. He goes to a place called Gerar. In fact, before I get to Isaac, let me start with Abraham, his father. Isaac is in Gerar. 
He experiences a situation that was experienced by his father Abraham. Also in the same place called Gerar. In another generation. In the same Gerar. Under the same Abimelech. Abraham experienced a situation that is later experienced by his son Isaac. I want us to look at this briefly this morning. Say amen if you are still with me. Look to your neighbor say it's going to be nice up in here. My bongwing goes. So here's the story of a father and son. Abraham stays in Gerar. He faces a situation because he is amongst these people. And when he looked at them, he, would, he knew. Because it was the order of the day. That if this man knows she, he is, she is my wife. They will kill me. For her. Because that was what would happen. Because they could not take a man's wife. Whilst that man was alive. They would kill him. So Abraham, Abraham is scared for his life. Self-preservation instincts, they kick in. And so he says to Sarah, he says, you are, from now on, you are my sister. Because Sarah was a fine-looking lady. My bongo in And this guy did not want to take any chance. And he said, she is my sister. And so the Bible says, after some time, in fact, the king then took King Abimelech, took Sarah from Abraham and say and did not kill Abraham because according to Abimelech he is not taking a man's wife he is taking a man's sister are we still together Basalwa? And so, after Abimelech had taken this man this lady, and he is still preparing himself. He has a new bride. The honeymoon suite is prepared. The man is getting ready for his honeymoon. The Bible says, God visits this man in a dream. Why he was still thinking about this. Taking his time. Sleeping on it. God comes to him. And says to Abimelech. You are as good as dead. Because you have taken. Another man's wife. The woman that you have taken. As your wife is someone else's wife. You have done an evil thing. You did something that is not done. God says to Abimelech in other words, Abimelech, what do you want with someone else's wife? 
What do you want? With someone else's wife. I hear God asking these words. Even today. Saying, you. What do you want? With someone else's wife. Because she is not yours. As you know your wife. My Hallelujah. Of course. There's no such man in this house. Hallelujah. They are there in Wuhan. Such men. Who go, who go who take other people's wives. According to the scriptures. This is an abomination. Getting close. Or touching. Or sleeping. With another man's wife. I know. In our time. They say. Cheating is life. It strengthens your relationship. I put it to you this morning. They talk rubbish when they say that. That is evil at the highest degree. I know that in the social, there are certain things that are acceptable. But I want to say this morning, even as God visited Abimelech in a dream and said, why do you got close to a man's wife? You are about to die. You and your people. Even today, it is still wrong to run around with someone that does not belong to you. Whether it is someone else's wife even as a married man it is wrong it is an abomination to chase another woman when you are married to another it is also wrong as a woman to be chased by another man when you have a husband can I say amen can you say amen if you are in agreement this morning Tell your neighbor, it's still going to be nice in this place. Hallelujah. God came. He came to Abimelech. And said, what do you want? With someone else's wife. In the same way. That God will not allow Satan or anyone to touch his bride. The church. That is how God feels about infidelity in a relationship, in a marital relationship. He doesn't take it light. People do it, but it doesn't take it light. We accept it, but God doesn't take it light. Because marriage depicts the relationship between Israel and God. Between God's people and their God. Because God made a covenant and he said, what? They shall be my people. And I shall be their God. So whoever would touch 
God's people. God would deal with them. Just like even now. God does not want anyone to touch a man's wife. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And I'm glad that there are young people here. So that you hear this truth. Even if they are no longer popular. That you can hear this. And know that God. Made Adam. A man. As in gender. And God made Eve a woman as in gender and brought them together. God did not give Adam Eve's. He didn't give them Eve's. He gave Adam Eve. So a man is to marry his one wife. Anything that is polygamous comes after the fall of man. We know that in the scriptures there are even people of God that took wives. The fact that they took wives does not mean that was God's intentional arrangement. God's original agenda and idea is that one man one wife one man one wife one man one wife one man one wife that is God's order of creation not the order of men after the fall so God comes to Abimelech confronts him and say why did you do this and Abimelech explains himself and he says, I did this Lord with a clean heart. He pleads his case. He says, I, I, I thought sincerely she was his sister. In fact, he goes on to say she even confirmed it. She agreed with him. And she, Sarah, said, I am his brother. He is my brother. In other words, we see a couple here agreeing on a lie. We see a couple agreeing on a lie. And I want to, to deal with this issue because it is very critical. You see, there is power in two. The Bible says two are better than one. One will move a thousand. Two will move ten thousand. In other words, when a couple comes together in agreement about anything, whether good or bad, it will have 
big results. But unfortunately in this case, a nation was about to perish because a couple lied. How many nations have perished how many families have gone to disarray? How many churches have been messed up? How many organizations have gone to the dogs? Because a man and a woman agreed on a lie. Today I'm here to remind us that there is power in the union of a couple. And so you need to be careful what you agree on as a couple. Here is a nation. It's about to be destroyed because of Abraham and Sarah who spoke a lie. God says now you are going to die and your kingdom is going to die because you took someone's wife. Whatever situation you take, you took her under. And you brought her close. You brought her close to you. And you decide what you're going to do with her. Even if you have not done it. God says punishment is upon you. But Abimelech. What Abimelech? Praise. What, 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 what Please with the Lord. I did this what in the out of a clean heart. And then God answers him. And he says, of course. What I knew that you did this with a clean heart. That is why I went out of my way. You read it in the Bible. That's why. I went out of my way to make sure that I delay you from touching her because you have been misled. I delayed you from touching her because you have been misled. You see, God will delay certain things from being done by his people. God will delay certain things from happening and he will close certain doors. Especially when his people are pure in heart about it. There are things that God will not allow you to touch. There are doors that God will not allow you to enter in. Even though you wanted to enter in them. Because God knows what you don't know. And that is how Abimelech was saved. And God says to him, Go back to Abraham. Because he is a prophet. And pray to him. Ask him to pray for you. That the curse that is already in your camp. By virtue of bringing a married woman in your chambers. That it will fall off. Abimelech agrees, goes to Abraham. When he gets to Abraham, he asks, Abraham. Abraham. I was sincere to you. 
Why did you lie to me like this? And Abraham answers him. He says, I saw so much ungodliness in this place. And I thought you would kill me for my wife. It was for self-preservation that I lied to you. Abraham prays for Abimelech. The people are healed from barrenness. The people are healed from barrenness. And right there the Holy Spirit says to me that there are things there is barrenness unproductivity ineffectiveness that has crept into certain families because of the father's sins. Because the father's brought certain things close to him. Abimelech brought a married woman close to him. And barrenness got into his kingdom. When fathers touch certain things, when fathers and mothers open doors to certain things, unbeknown to them they bring curses upon their families. Be careful, mama. The deals you get in Be careful, daughter. The doors you open. These people they didn't do anything wrong but there was barrenness that came upon them there are other people they are still in troubles they are born into troubles born into situations and they ask what did I do God why are we like this why do we have this situation? What kind of case is this? But what did we do? I put it to you this morning. The sins of the fathers and the sins of the parents they are visited by the Lord even in generations barrenness came Unproductivity. Fruitlessness. It came into this kingdom because Abimelech brought a married woman into his chambers. What have you brought into your home? What packs? What oils? What charms? What are the things that you have consulted in the past that have come into your family? Could it be that you are experiencing what you are experiencing because of the doors you open. But my brother, my sister, this word does not come to condemn you. Just like Abraham prayed for Abimelech and his people were healed. I'm going to pray for you today and you and your family 
family and your children's children will be healed today in the name of Jesus. Can I hear a big amen in the house of the Lord? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So Abraham, Abraham continues to live. His life comes to an end. He dies. His wife dies and Abraham dies. Now in chapter 26, enter Isaac. The Bible tells us there's a famine in the land. Every there's a famine in the land. And people were all going down to Egypt. But God says to Isaac, do not go down to Egypt. He says, stay here in Gerar. And he says, I will bless you. I will make you fruitful. Right here in Gerar. And we all know the story. How Isaac experienced the best of God. The Bible says in Gerar. Isaac became prosperous. He continued to prosper. Until he became very prosperous. But not before he was confronted and had to deal with his father's demons. Hallelujah. Before you get to your more, you have to conquer those obstacles. Before you excel, before you become blessed like that, you must face your father's demons. I said two weeks ago, Jesus may be in your heart, but your father is in your bones. Hallelujah. Here is Isaac. He's in Gerar. Same circumstance under King Abimelech. And the Bible says, tells us how the man, the man of, of, of Gerar came to Isaac and began to ask about his wife. What's up with this woman? Hallelujah. What's up with this woman? So Isaac is threatened by the same thing that threatened his father. He is exposed to the same pressure that his father was exposed. Before you judge your parents for the decisions they took, wait until you face the demons they face. Before you charge your mom and your dad for the decisions that they have taken, wait until you face the demons that they face. Isaac. Here is Isaac. Yes, later. In another generation, he is faced with the same issue. He is in the same space, in the same land. Under Abimelech. And he is asked 
a question about his wife. And what does Isaac do? Isaac lies. And he says, no. Actually, she is my sister. He lied. Isaac lied. He lied. If you would ask him, Isaac, why are you lying? Isaac would say, I don't know. Why? But it runs. It looks like it runs in my family. In the same situation, in a different generation, he is faced by the same demons. Whatever brought your dead down. Whatever paralyzed your mother. After a while. It is going to come back. To face you. Because there are demons. I don't lie to you. There are demons. That are deployed. To every family. Just like there is purpose that is delegated for every family, for every genealogy, there are demons that are deployed in every family. And Isaac faces the demons that Abraham faced generations past. Could it be that even right now you are faced with the same challenges that your mother faced? Could it be that even today you are in that space? Some of you young men you are going to varsity. You are going to start varsity. You will be in the same space and the same age that your father got you out of wedlock. What are you going to do? Because those demons of fornication sleeping around being a womanizer they are going to Come knocking at your door. Your mom was at the same age and those demons have started knocking at your door. What are you going to do? They come clothed in fans and pleasures of life. But in reality it is the same things that your parents face generations past. Some of you have just started working and you are busy toying with alcohol. You are drinking wine occasionally. And you are saying it's just a glass of wine. It's just a glass of wine. And yet alcohol ripped your family apart. It is not just a glass of wine. It is not just a bottle of beer. It is not just a carry pack. It is not just shoot and fun. Those are the demons that split your family apart. They are coming back to roost again. God says, 
speaking to Cain in the book of Genesis and says to Cain hey Cain Cain, why are you so 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 he says repent he says can't you see that this is a scene he is waiting at the door it is waiting to destroy you some of us already having things waiting for them. Satan is crawling. He is crouching at your door. He wants to do what he did to your father. He wants to destroy you like he destroyed your mother. What are you going to do about it? I say don't play with the devil. Stand up and be righteous. Take the word of God and fight that battle. Can I get an amen if you are still with me? And so Isaac cornered. He lies just like his father lied. He risks his wife being, being with another man for self-preservation. Because he wants to be alive. Because he wants to live a nice life. Which is the issue of our generation. Self-preservation. As long as I live, as long as I am fine, as long as I will die rich, it doesn't matter what happens to them. So this man says she is my sister. And Isaac is in the same space. The man of Jerah asked him, what's up with this woman? He says she is my sister. Just like his, his dad said. Now Rebecca, the Bible says, was very beautiful. I give this man this. Both of them, Abraham and Isaac. Isaac. That they knew how to choose wives. Hallelujah. In this story, there's, there's one beautiful thing I want to bring in. They knew how to choose wives. Sarah was beautiful. That in her old age, man wanted to kill Abraham. And the Bible says Rebecca was like that. I Because a young man will marry a woman after his own mother. And this man married a beautiful woman. She was, she was pleasant to behold. She was gorgeous. She, 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 was, she was a knockout. My Love can see. So this man chose a beautiful wife. Like the father chose a beautiful wife. It runs in the family. It runs in the family. Both of them. They chose wives who made other men go, go crazy. And the man of Gera asked a question. What about this woman? 
What about this lady? And Isaac lie. History repeats itself. Has any history repeated itself in your own life? The Bible says some time later some time later this man denied his wife and said this is not my wife she's, she's my sister. The Bible says the king was Watching, sitting in his veranda, balcony. You won't find that in the scriptures. It's my imagination. You must read the Bible with an imaginative mind. My bongo goes. And so he, he is looking out and he sees in a corner somewhere. Isaac. Playing with Rebecca. And the king looks again. And he looks again. And he fetches his binoculars. And he takes his binoculars. He looks again. And he sees Isaac. The man of God. Playing with his wife. And he looks at him and he sees. That no, 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 this man, that the man doesn't play like this with their sister. This is a lie. This man told a lie. God to Isaac, when we are praying, and say, God, you are the God of Abraham. You are the God of Isaac. You are the God of Jacob. The man of God. The anointed man of God. Isaac. Isaac. The Bible is specific to say he was playing. He was caressing. He was touching his wife. He was fondling. He was playing with his wife passionately. He was in praying with her. He was playing with My boy, my daughter, man of God. You play with your wife. My boy, you play with your wife. We are you don't play with the secretary at work. You play with your wife. You don't play with the lady. You play with your own wife. When someone is watching, when you're walking with the wife, they must not wonder and think this is your sister. I have a sister. Do not doubt. When I am with her, we look alike. We are very friendly with each other. And we love each other. But we don't touch each other. Never. That is my sister. When you see me next to her, you must know when I'm next to my wife. There is a difference. Because a man, when it is with his sister, and when it is with his sister, there must be a difference. 
and, and you are watching TV. How are you watching TV with your sister like you are, you are, you are the wife? How are you watching TV with your wife like you watch TV with your sister? What happens? Amen. We are breaking strongholds. You are you play with your wife. My Hallelujah. Here is Isaac. He was playing with his wife. He was seen by the king. They were not in a bedroom. They were in a public space. But they were playing with each other. And they were whispering to each other. My Why you play with your wife. You play with your wife. No social distance. The social distance. social distance. You must close. Social distance for why? Goba. You must close. Isaac, Isaac played with his wife. I declare a fresh anointing of Holy Ghost creativity over your marriage that there will be more love that there will be more fire that there will be more chemistry in your life in your marriage in the name of Jesus more love more chemistry more attraction in the name of Jesus play if you stop tickling each other, if you stop talking to each other, and stop holding each stop walking together, and when you start hugging your wife like you are hugging your sister, hallelujah. When you're hugging your sister, it's like a meal without dessert. There's no spark. It's a hug without a kiss. But when you hug your wife, there are butterflies in your stomach. There is chemistry shivers and shaking. I say more love. I say more fire. I say more passion in our marriages. Because when marriages are together, our families will come together. Our churches will be stronger. 
children must see us passionately in love our children must not learn from Instagram how to love each other hallelujah they must know that even the pastor can hold their wife's hands hallelujah See, I break on the fasting. We are breaking the fast now. Hallelujah. Break through, break through, break through, break through. Break through in the name of Jesus. Break through in the name of Jesus. I said, break through in the name of Jesus. We are breaking through everything. More fire, more power. There shall be more fire. There will be no stiffness. In the name of Jesus. Let us not even though they are parking are going to park. We are breaking those strongholds. As God heals you, He will heal your marriage. And He will heal everything. Isaac played with his wife. And as he played with his wife, the king saw that this one is not a sister. This one is a wife. He comes to him. He asks him, why did you lie? Why did you do this? And, Abraham, and Isaac answers. And he says, I lied. He says what his father says. I was scared for my life. King, I lied. Because it runs in the family. I did what I did. Because we act like this at home. Could it be that there's someone here this morning who says, I've done what I've done. I am where I am. I look like I look. Because it looks like it runs in the family. I've even entertained failures. I've celebrated mess ups. Because when I looked back, I saw that my dad was that guy. I saw my brother did it. I've embraced average. I have embraced lukewarmness. I don't have a job. And when I look back, nobody works at home. I visited a family many years ago. There was a bereavement. When I got there, it was so, so such a painful thing to realize. All the men, the uncles, all deaf, they could not hear. And, and they were in a big rendezvous. And all of them You had to speak loud when you speak to them. And when I asked the young man, he says, What they don't hear? My uncles, they don't hear. It runs in the family. My father and my father and my uncles. Their sons are affected. It runs in the family. What is it that runs in your one of you identified that when you look at it, that it's there in my mother, it was there in my father, it was there in my brother, it is here at my mother, it is there at my uncle. I can see it's here in my daughter's family. And you ask, Pastor, what can I do about 
this? Can I deal with this thing? Can this thing be broken? Can this stronghold be destroyed? Can this fortress fall? I come with good news. I come with good news. Yes. That stronghold can fall. Yes. That stronghold will fall. I said it will fall. That bloodline issue will be broken this morning. Stand up on your feet as we pray. That bloodline issue will fall. I want you to forget about the person next to you. Now. I want you to look down, close your eyes, and look down on yourself. Check your own life. Check your own life. As you check your own life, the Bible says, the Bible says, Second Corinthians. Second Corinthians 10. It's for though we walk in the flesh. We do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare. They are not carnal. But they are mighty in God. For the weapons of our warfare. They are not carnal. But they are mighty in God. We have weapons. That are mighty. In Jehovah. And the Bible says. They are mighty in God. For pulling down for pulling down for destroying strongholds fortresses for casting down arguments decisions words spoken curses spoken for the weapons of our warfare is called that we have in God are not carnal. They are mighty in God. They are to destroy. They are to break down. They are going to bring down every fortress, every stronghold that have been nailed by the devil. Generations past. Generations present. The power of the Holy Spirit are able to pull out any nail that has been nailed down by hell on your life. Your father, he died, he didn't fight it. And your mother, she's still struggling with this. Today, there is power. You have a weapon of bringing it down. What brought your father down? Of bringing it down. What brought down your mother? It is breaking now. It is falling today. The devil, wherever he is, the devil, where he has made a, a in your life, 
Jesus. We are bringing the blood of Jesus. We are coming with power of the heavens that breaks down fortresses, that opens closed doors. The devil, he has made a hole. Those demons, you have made a hole in the life of the children of God. Today, we are coming to you in the name of Jesus. You fought in Calvary and you took the keys of hell and you laid them down Satan a public spectacle. And I come in the name of that Jesus. The same Jesus that rose from the dead. I come in the same power that rose him from the dead. And I come before every stronghold, every fortress, every generational issue that is represented in this house. I come against it. I destroy it. I pull it down. In the name of Jesus. Today, Satan, you are falling. We are falling in the mighty name of Jesus. We are falling in the mighty name of Jesus. The mighty name of Jesus. Strongholds are falling. Strongholds are falling. Adultery is falling. Divorce is falling. Sickness is falling. Anxiety is falling. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Cancer is falling. Diabetes is falling. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, 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 sexual confusion, you are falling in the name of Jesus. Come on, come on, church, come on, come on, we are pulling them down. Tell them, talk to them. We are one. No child out of wedlock. In the name of Jesus. I'm going to get married. In the name of Jesus. No slipping around. No fooling around. No lying. No division. No division. Agusu tagato. Enkriniyam. Agusu tagato. Enkriniyato. Dekamaligayos. Dekamaligayos. In the name of Jesus. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on, we're waging war, we're waging war. We are waging war. We are waging war. We are waging war. Strongholds are falling. Strongholds are falling. Strongholds are falling. Curses are falling. Curses are falling. Curses are falling. In the name of Jesus. 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 Come on. Come on. Come on. One more minute. One more minute. Says we. Says we. Says we. Says we. There is breakthrough, there is breakthrough, there is breakthrough, there is breakthrough. You are breaking through, you are breaking through. 
we are cutting that curse you will not lie like your father you will not steal like your father you will not rob like your father in the name of Jesus you will not do what your uncle did you will not murder like your uncle you are not going to jail like them in the name of Jesus we cut them we cut them we cut the strongholds we cut them not over our children 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 we cut them now you you are not even married yet you don't have a child but declare now my children and not be like me they will not fall where i fell they will not be like my fathers whatever conquered them will not conquer me i i draw a line in the sand I'm drawing, we are drawing a line in the sand. We are drawing a line. Satan. We are saying the devil. Strongholds. We are saying fortresses of darkness. Satan The devil wherever you have made your home. It is here and no feather. In the name of Jesus. I said here and no feather. I said here and no feather. I said here and no feather. In the name of Jesus. There are people here, you are married. Your children are already doing things that you know run in your family. And right now, I want us to agree as the church. We are rescuing those children. We are aligning them with the purpose you are in. We are aligning them with the purpose you are in. Your children are operating outside your purpose. We are calling them now. Come on, church. We call those children. We are calling our children. We are calling those who have gone wayward. We have gone astray. We are aligning them with the purpose of their parents. We are aligning them with the father's blessing. We are appropriating them. They will not follow a, an uncle that is not here. They will not follow someone else. I'm born again. You are born again. Our children will align with our purpose. They will align with our purpose. They will align with our purpose in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. One more time. One more time. One more time. Labor. Labor on this. Labor on this our children are coming back to us they are coming back to the church they are going to serve God yes some some have been offended in the church some have been broken by because because they believed God for something and it did not happen right now we rescue them we speak to their minds we say align yourself we say forgive and come back to the church forgive and come back to the house of God come back to your purpose we declare it now in the name of Jesus 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 I declare breakthrough over your life 
I declare breakthrough where you had breakdowns. I declare breakthrough you are breaking through. You are going to see more in your life. You are going to flourish. We have fasted and we have broken through. In the name of Jesus, we have fasted and we have broken through. You are going to burst the limit. You are going to go over the limit. I said you are going to burst the seams. You are going over the limit. I said you are going to burst the seams. You are going to go over the limit. You are going to outrun your father. You are going to outrun your your mother you are going to see further and bigger in the name of Jesus because their grace is upon you you are going to go further and further in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus over everyone in this house I declare more 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 now that that's that that that, that, that stronghold is broken now that the power is 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 rendered useless over your life get up and run the devil will not have mileage over you. In the name of Jesus. It ends here and now. 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 There will be no more alcoholics in your family. You are starting a new bloodline. You are starting a new genealogy. There will be no alcoholics in your family. I declare now in the name of Jesus. There will be no alcoholics in my bloodline. But there will be preachers of the good news. Declare now. Declare now. Declare now. Declare now. Declare now. Declare now, declare now, declare now. You could not make it in education. Declare now that my children will be learned. My children will be intelligent. In the name of Jesus. My children's children. They will be brighter and brighter. I declare opportunities. They will flourish. They will flourish. In the name of Jesus. They will be engineers. They will be designers. They will be creative thinkers. We now. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, you are a business person. You are in a certain place right now. I want you to open your mouth and declare that I'm a millionaire. My children will be billionaires. My children will be billionaires. Open your mouth and declare. My children will be billionaires. You are you 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 are where you are as a business person. Declare more over your children. Your children will surpass you. Yes, in the name of Jesus, because you had to struggle against strongholds. You got where you are, but you had to struggle. You had to push through certain things. In the name of Jesus, because the fortress has fallen, because the stronghold is broken. In the name of Jesus, they will surpass you. They will surpass you. They will flourish in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. No limits. No boundaries. I see increase. I see increase all around in this place. I see increase in the name of Jesus. You will increase. You will flourish because the curse is broken. The curse is broken. You are free. The stronghold has fallen. You are free. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I want you to now take your, your hand. Take your finger. 
and point down whenever you are pointing down you are pointing on something that is under you and that is where the devil that is where Satan and his demons are. They are under our feet. In the name of Jesus. Say Satan. It is Satan. And your demons. Whatever you deployed. Whatever. You deployed in my family in the name of Jesus. Its power, its influence, its hold is broken over me and all that is mine in the name of Jesus hear me O spirits of darkness so you will know where I stand I am a servant of God I am a child of God I have weapons of warfare that are mighty in God and I place you under my feet under my feet come on now step on him in the name of Jesus Satan you are under my feet in the name of Jesus listen to me Listen to me. That devil will come back to try to knock at the door again. When he does, you look at him and you say, Hey, what did I say to you? What did I say to you? When you tell somebody or when you fight somebody and you beat them down thoroughly, and when they come closer you don't even need to scream all you need to do because you know because you know because you know you fought them because you know you broke them when they come all you need to do is to just remind them and say heaven satan satan Satan. What did I say to you? Didn't I say? Under my feet. In the name of Jesus. You don't run from the devil. When he comes knocking. You tell him. Satan. Not my family. Not my children. Your prayer way. Your prayer pattern. It must now change. When you see something finicky around your children, you don't even need to go and scold them. You talk to the devil and you say, Satan, that is a child of the promise. Lay your filthy hands off. You know why? The curse. I said the curse. Is broken. So The negative. Will no longer. It will no longer. Run in your family. Now. Something new. Something new. Is starting to happen. 
You are a child. Your parents are not here. They are set in their ways. That's fine. But as for you, I said, but as for you, Joshua said, but as for me, I will serve the Lord. I may not be able to change my father's thinking just yet, but as for me, those who are coming from me, they will not carry that burden that I hate. My children, they're going to carry a new thing. You know why? The curse because the is broken. So and we have escaped like a bird. We have broken through. Come on, give the Lord a shout Hallelujah. of praise for the breakthrough. Hallelujah. Come on, come on. Give a breakthrough shout. A breakthrough shout. We have broken. We have broken. We have broken. So pulley. Break through. You are not going to get tired. You are not going to get tired. Elijah made half of the miracles that Elisha did. Elisha. Did not struggle the way Elijah did. Because in the next generation, if the father has stood strong, if the father has built an altar for God, if the father has rained down fire from heaven, if the father has decided that I shall serve God and not Paul, those that come after him, they will outrun the father. They will do much more than the fathers. They will build better. They will reach further. They will go far. My boy, we go. Elisha. Elisha. His last miracle. He made. When he was dead already. He was in a grave. There's a man that was broken in the, in the war. And he died. He was laid in a tomb. Next to the bones of Elisha. That's the mistake they did. They put this man next to the bones of a man who was a servant of God. And he had gotten from his father and the Bible says that man came alive he was healed by the bones the man of God and he was already sleeping I put speaking. it to you when we stay true to the gospel of Jesus Christ if we stay true as this church we will do much more so much more we will reach much more than our fathers have reached in the name of Jesus. Let it be. Let it be. Break through. 
in the name of Jesus. Pray true. Pray true. Pray true. Pray true. I'm not repeating myself. Some of us have to break through through many doors before we get to the main door. Some of us have to break through through many doors before we get to the main door. Pray through. Pray through. Keep breaking through. Keep breaking through. Keep breaking through. Keep breaking through. Until you get. To the main door. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Someone here. The first door you must break through is the door of accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Unless you are born again. You will never see the kingdom of God. This grace will not operate in your life. You will stay in the curse. You will live in the predicament. But unless you give your life to Jesus, He will set you free. I don't know what binds you. There is nothing too deep that Jesus cannot bring you out it doesn't matter what it is I know you are ashamed of it I know you are afraid to tell people but you are bound there are things I was ashamed of but Jesus set me free if you can receive him today if you will say Jesus come into my heart and save me he will save you where you are standing I want to ask you if you say Pastor Jay pray with me I want to give my life to Jesus please lift up your hand where you are. lift up your hand where you are. you say Pastor pray with me put it up high don't be shy put it up high, put it up high. thank you Jesus thank you Jesus thank you Jesus and again, I went and Sayag went at Tetele to Gumtuan Agati. The belly in the Kubabonk who dare were born one and Amen. Father, I seal this conviction in their hearts. Transform them because you are a God who transforms lives. 
seal this conviction. Let them know beyond any shadow of doubt that they are now born again. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs>